What in the world was Steve Reed doing, lounging in Ed's office, dressed like the Prince of Wales? Was Ed having second thoughts about Kate, a woman, stepping into his shoes when he finally retired? After what felt like a month and a half of questions and no answers, Kate did what she always did to bring herself down to earth when meetings got crazy around her. She started spelling her kids' names backward. H-A-R-A-S K-C-A-M Harris K-Cam By the time Kate got to Mac a third time, she was ready to find out why Ed had emailed her, asking her to drop whatever she was doing and pop into his office. And now, still not more than four or five feet inside Ed's office. Kate turned to him and said, How can I be of help? Steve has an interesting lead, and we haven't much time. Ed leaned into his desk. We need you to jump in. Steve, tell her. Steve Reed moved from the sofa that was under the Frank Stella to the chair next to Kate. The man smelled like he'd spent too much time at the fruit vendor on the corner across from their building. Grapefruit, mint, and blood orange. Cinnamon. A bit of leather. Torero by Giuliano. A few years back, Harvey Weinstein had taken Kate to one of his Oscar parties to thank her for helping to find funding for Shakespeare in Love. Afterward, she gave Peter, her husband, the cologne from one of the swag bags. Peter had sprayed some on his wrist, said he smelled like a male whore, and pitched it. The word torero became shorthand around the Brewster household for, who the hell are you kidding? It could be a real find. The company is called Magic, Steve said, and began describing the small game-making outfit in Boulder. It had a couple of good titles and was interviewing investment bankers to help it crunch all the numbers, dress up its story, and do everything else a company needs to get listed on one of the stock exchanges. Wall Street thrives on IPOs, what the rest of us call initial public offerings. But Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley had taken a pass. Steve had been able to get an interview with the company management on Friday. And the big boys said no because... Kate tried not to sound condescending. When Ed Roth had convinced Kate to think about succeeding him, she'd asked if there was any serious competition for the job. Steve's name never came up. He'd dumped a slew of dolled-up subprime mortgages on Drake, and the result had made him radioactive. But now he didn't look worse for wear. A $200 haircut. Nails that outshone hers, a bespoke Anderson and Shepard pinstripe suit, and a smirk. Who knows, Steve said. Not enough sex appeal, not enough time to get their act together. Maybe they're not as hungry as we are. How about enough upside? If it were Kate's call, she'd suggest they keep trawling because there were bigger fish out there. But this encounter was some sort of test— and she needed to calibrate her next steps carefully. Was Ed looking for loyalty 
or enough judgment to push back at the idea and save Drake's resources? Did he want prudence or fealty? Resistance might cost her everything. She said she was in. Ed muttered something about being kept in the loop. Steve picked up his Blackberry and said he'd email the company to confirm their time slot. Kate reached into her pocket and fetched hers. She hadn't been in Ed's office more than five or six minutes, and there were two messages from her husband. Both had exclamation points. Both asked when she could talk. The second said he was losing his mind. She smiled at Ed and then at Steve as she typed her response. Give me three minutes. I'm just wrapping up an ambush. When she got Peter on the phone, he sounded as though he'd just been waterboarded. How do you feel about spending the next year or so married to a guy living in the middle of fucking nowhere China? Not now, Peter. I just got pulled into something that's about to take over my life and I don't have time. And I'm already married to a guy who lives in Scarsdale. What's with all the exclamation points on your email? Since Peter was going goofy on her, she decided to multitask. She googled magic. No joke, Kate. We're in play. I just got a term sheet from some outfit in China to buy what's left of Ascalon for a buck a share. Kate pulled back from her computer.